You are listening to Chord FM. This is Melinda. This is Tiana. And we're going to talk about sex. Ooh, sex. Welcome to Core de Femme, a podcast for the femme perspective. There's an overwhelming and inundated male perspective that has been dominating global conversations on the human perspective since forever. From business to home life, education to reproduction, it's time to create more space for a femme perspective as we continue to shape the possibilities for a meaningful life. We think about the male perspective as that's who inspired the Bible, pioneered and structured our nation, wrote laws, governed laws, made money and allocated money, head of state and head of house. Even the female reproductive system was identified and named by a man, Gabriele Fallopio, an Italian priest and anatomist. He coined the term fallopian tubes, which are commonly known as uterine tubes and ovarian tubes. But I think that just goes to show, like, as a woman, as a femme, our entire experience is often narrated by the male perspective. And we know that we need more female perspectives. All critical thinking requires every side to give an account because all sides paint a most accurate and complete story. So let's hear from her. Let's give her the mic. Let's give her a platform to tell her experience, her perspective, and in her own words, Welcome to Core de Femme, where her story is the story. Welcome back to Core de Femme. This is your host, Melinda. And this is Tiana. Hey, how's it going? It's going fantastic. <laughs> this is going to be so fun. This is going to be so fun. It already is fun, and we're just thinking about it. Yeah. So thinking to doing is... That's where the magic happens. Absolutely. And before we get ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. this is going to be adult content, everyone. So yes. please make sure that the appropriate ears are the ones that are listening. Yeah. But appropriate could mean a wide variety of listeners. But just be aware that the content is becoming more conversational as it should be. Right? Absolutely. Okay. That's the whole point, right? So we're in our series, Shameless, the Empowerment of Sexuality. And Tiana and I uh, have a couple of people we're going to be interviewing. We've shared a little bit already, and we're going to dive in a little deeper yeah. today. Deeper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something that when we talk about shameless and the empowerment of sexuality, empowered women talk about it. Empowered men are able to talk about it. And empowered people who respect and honor their sexuality, talk about sex. So let's talk about sex. Yes. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Let's just talk about it. This is it. one of my favorite subjects. Oh. Just because, you know, I believe that sex is an absolute gift to the human race. It's it's something that, you know, most species don't enjoy for the sake of enjoying it. It's meant to for reproduction or... You know. Absolutely. That is that is 100% true. And Michael says this all the time. We are the one species where it is recreational. It actually feeds our soul. It, it feeds our human nature. Mm-hmm. And yet we are the most repressed, <laughs> oppressed when it comes to sexuality and even talking about sex. So we just came off from our little intro where we kind of recapped our little um, beginnings, our beginning years of like, 
when we first heard about sex or thought about it or got in trouble because of it, <laughs> because of our curiosity. Yeah. So today we're going to talk with Tiana and Tiana, you're going to share some things with us. I'm ready to share some things. You know, I'm I was so very hesitant um, and nervous to share a lot of, a lot of my stories just because they, you know, they're personal and I've made so many mistakes, but that's, it's been such a beautiful journey. But the biggest thing is that, you know, everyone's journey and everyone's perception of their sexuality is so deeply rooted in who we, how we define ourselves, you know, mm. and I believe that continuing, continuing to talk about it and share my experiences will hopefully inspire others to do the same amongst their peers. And hopefully we can all just start talking about sex and making it a very healthy, exciting thing that we all get to pursue. Right. We were, my husband and I were just talking about this. Like, it's so common to say, oh, my feet are so tired. Like, you've been on your feet all day, mm -hmm. right? And you can just say that to anybody. My feet are tired. Or, oh, my gosh, get a pedicure. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that feels so good on my feet. But when it comes to our sexual organs and our yeah. reproductive parts, how dare you say yeah. Oh God, that feels so good. Like, I mean, I'm sure if you're out at a restaurant or you, or, <laughs> or getting cocktails with the girls and you hear over here, someone say, oh, I just want to get laid. And you're like, oh, your ears perk up. Oh my gosh, that's scandalous. How could you, how could she say that in such a public place? Right. But we all have our needs. Yeah. So why not respect everyone's needs? It's human nature. Yeah. We have to, we have to get over this. We have we to do. get over the stigma of sex as parents we have to stop continuing the stigma of sex and just teach ourselves and our children well i think that's part of it like how can we ever teach our children if we are not in tune mm -hmm. ourselves and i think that's such a beautiful segue into our conversation with you because you are anyone who knows you you're aligned with yourself to yourself you and your soul are friends, your BFFs, and it, yeah. you just radiate that. And so for you to share this, first of all, gratitude, like just gratitude in this little studio right now, because you don't have to, you don't have to share this with anyone. You don't have to, if you don't feel comfortable, but you want to, because mm -hmm. your heart is to open up your experience so that other people can catch a perspective and a glimpse that helps them expand their own narrative of the human experience. Absolutely. And that's the goal. That's the goal. I yeah. just want, I want, I want everyone to feel the way I do about sexuality and be excited about it and honest about it and just thrilled to share my experience with anyone who asks. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, so Tiana has prepared for this too, um, about her story of coming out and, being bisexual, mm -hmm. being a lesbian, being whatever she cho has chosen to call herself. Um, but I think one of my biggest questions to her was like, I, I would want to know as just a, a cis, hetero, mm -hmm. white woman, mama, you know, all of that is like this difference between souls versus genders. Yeah. And that's, that's a really common question that people close to me have if they have felt brave enough to ask, have asked before. And I learned this phrase recently from a friend um, who is transgender. And they say, hearts, not parts. Mm. And I love that so much because... That's I, beautiful. It is. It's And it's wonderful. And, and with me personally, I'm attracted to men and I'm attracted to women. So I, I consider myself bisexual. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not it's not the genital that is attached to the human that I'm in love with. You know, I don't in, for example, I had a friend when I first came out about a little over almost two years ago now, um, out officially, I had a, had, have currently have a girlfriend and, uh, that's what inspired me to come out officially to everyone, family and whatnot. But anyways, I had a friend at work corner me and ask me, so who wears the strap on? (laughs) and my instant response was who needs a dick to have sex right (laughs) no offense to the wonderful men out there that have wonderful body parts that can achieve so many wonderful things yes but a a dick is not necessary (laughs) to have a very sensual experience i mean that's that is like the crumbling of the ivory tower for some people right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But what an interesting response to you, you know? Like, yeah, it, we know we know as conscious humans that that was a projection. That right. was a projection of his own thought pattern, right? Yeah. But for that to be the only thing he can think about, like, is someone's getting dick who is it <laughs> who is like it? he's obsessed like right. so really he's just outing himself and people just out their own fears they out themselves and tell on themselves when they respond this way so mm-hmm. our hope is too like as tiana shares that when you hear these responses that let's do better let's love each other better let's be better friends let's be better parents Let's be better lovers to each other and respond in ways that are more humanistic and yeah. less um, genital in your face. Like it's like <laughs> it's like they're t- he's talking to you as a vagina. Like, right. Exactly. But how are you gonna? And that's how am I gonna? <laughs> you know. And it was hard not to feel that way in that moment. Like, okay, I'm I'm just a vagina, and right. the person that I'm in love with is also just a vagina. That's all he sees. Like yeah. that's. But, you know, in that moment, I have to realize this is my friend here. Yes. That he doesn't mean what he's saying. He probably doesn't even realize what he's saying. So I'm going to move forward and say, so you think that, as <laughs> as a joke, in a humorous way, so you think that you need a dick to have sex, hmm? Hmm. Right. But and I love that. I love that you have these kind responses where you're not like, <laughs> you're the dick. Like, <laughs> you are a dick. So oh. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you have this kind response to people thank you (laughs) i know it's hard i know we're all learning here and i know that as things change and more people are comfortable with coming out we're just gonna have to relearn our vocabulary and the way we respond to people yeah so so tell us how you describe your sexuality tiana um well straightforward i describe myself as bisexual um but sexuality to me is far beyond the physical it is a spiritual experience it is an enlightening experience it can be um but sexuality is so deeply rooted in so many aspects of how we define ourselves um i mean just you know earlier you and i putting lipstick on (laughs) for a little sex appeal it makes us feel good and we do it for ourselves you know and and that's that's part of sexuality and how we portray ourselves. You know, it, it, it comes down to everything and, and our confidence and how we are sexually and our sexual experiences. It portrays into our confidence in other aspects of our life as well. I think everything is so deeply rooted into our vulnerability that stems from our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And 
So I let my sexuality bleed into every aspect of my life. It's who I am. It's, it's my favorite thing to explore. It's my favorite thing to learn about. So let it be everywhere. It's, yeah. it's a gift, you know, and if it's something that you choose to celebrate, just let it, let it fly. Right. And I think even this idea of having to label yourself, like that's becoming less and less important when we get to know the soul and the mm-hmm. human and the heart. Yeah. And that's I, encompassed in this skin. Exactly. And I've, you know, I've really struggled with this whole coming out and labeling my sexuality because mm. I have always been so in tune with who I am and and I've always known I've been attracted to women as well. I've generally dated men. So most people that have known me for a long time were shocked when I was in love with a woman. Um, but it just, I don't know, it, this whole coming out and, and making sure that everyone knows that I can also love women has just been weird because mm. I, like, I feel like there's a lot of attention on me now and... Uh, a lot of questions that I never would have been asked before just because I'm with a woman, if mm. that makes sense. Even though I would would have answered your question if you would have asked, am I attracted to women before, I would have answered with yes. But I never really had a reason to be out until I have had, until I've had a partner that I want to be openly together with. And And even thinking about that as a friend, when would I feel it's appropriate for me to ask? Right. Right? Like, wouldn't I come to understand that through my friendship with you, through my relationship with you? Mm-hmm. Or is that something I have to ask? I mean, this is just for, for people who are who feel like they need to know because that means something to them. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand that. You know, I don't understand how people have to know um, or ask like, what is, are, are you bi? Are you lesbian? Are you gay? What are you? I'm Tiana. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, can't we just be who we are? And w- when that area of our vulnerable selves comes out, that we hear it, we listen, re- we receive it, and then yeah. we just love it. I, I don't know why there, there has to be so many people asking and poking and questioning mm-hmm. like just... yeah I can't tell you how many times when Emily and I first came out together started telling everybody we're together how many times people ask me so are you bisexual because everyone's known me as dating men up until this point mm-hmm. and and you know that's generally an appropriate question like but it's it's all about the time and the place and who I'm surrounded by and who's asking me. Because if you if I barely know you and I don't hang out with you outside of work, have I ever asked you if you're straight? Right. You know? Right. So it's right. it's all about, you know, read the room before you ask questions like that. Because generally speaking, or from my point of view, I love when people are curious. Yeah. I want to answer your questions. I'm an open book and I want to teach you something through my experience. Mm-hmm. But you have to read the room. You have to know when it's appropriate to ask these hard questions. Or otherwise, yes. I'm going to respond with something sassy like, well, are you straight? Right, <laughs> right. And that's where relationship comes in. Yeah. I think I think we, we try to bypass that and want to know something so personal. But at the same time, I know people who have been really oppressed in that area and they want nothing more than to wave their flag. And that's what this month is for. And yes. I'm so excited that that's... 
that's this whole month that we get to celebrate that and 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 even for some let it just be their own peace in their heart where they're proud you know yeah. everyone has their own expression and i think that's another thing we can do is just love each other in whatever expression we're comfortable with mm-hmm. and giving each other space for that yeah and grace and yeah and not forcing anyone to define their sexuality right this second or or just remaining curious if your questions don't get answered stay curious Right. And isn't that so interesting about this idea of a gender reveal? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to me. That child doesn't even know what gender they are yet. How can you decide for them? Right. Because it's all about the genitalia of these people. (laughs) You know, Delia was my my ultrasound technician said that I was having a boy. Mm -hmm. And so we planned for a boy. And I made it this mental mindset. His name was Orion. I wrote letters to him and we were going to skateboard together and all these things. Like I built this person up in my mind and in my heart of a little boy. I planned out our future, you know? Yeah. And then out came Delia. And (laughs) I love that story. Um, And it was almost like, well, obviously, like, surprise, it wasn't, it wasn't like this big deal. I mean, other people in the room were like, oh, my gosh, it's such a big deal. And it was kind of like, oh, OK, changing direction. But it, I was still connected and writing notes to that life. Yeah. So sometimes the big hoo-ha about it or the big, not the hoo-ha, that's what we call it. <laughs> hoo-ha, we've got hoo-ha on the mind, you guys. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, gender moving reveal. On. Okay. <laughs> so how about in this area? Like, how do you feel being in North Idaho? I mean, this podcast is about the femme perspective in North Idaho. How How is it for you being up here where there isn't a lot of um, support and um, openness and inclusion? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been strange. So I'll give you a little short story, I suppose. Before Emily and I came together in a relationship, a significant other relationship. Her and I were best friends for five years before that. And just before her and I admitted to each other that we were in love with each other, I was single and I wanted to date a woman. I really wanted to date a woman. I wanted to explore that again. And I, and I've had, I've been intimate with a woman before that as well, but I wanted to date. I wanted to be emotional with a woman. Mm. Um, like intimately yes. emotional. Yes. yes. Not just like the BFF, like yeah. so Belle and Louise. I was, you know, talking to Emily, be my wing woman, help me find a girl. And it's just hard around here. A, there's the community is very small. And B, it's very difficult to get, once you find that community, to get into it. Um, not because it's clicky or anything, but it's just hard to find. And it's mm. hard to find those, my people, you yeah. know, my people. Yeah. But I will say it's the support I've gotten from this community since coming officially out this last two years has been wonderful. And mm. I am pleasantly surprised with how supported I've been. Mm. Uh, um, neighbors on both sides of my house are flying their pride flags this month. And wow. I love to see that. Wow. And I do see rainbow flags everywhere, which is great. And there's a... So, yeah, tell me about that. So, like, yeah. for, for me, I, I see it and I'm like, yeah, cheering it on. Yeah. But for you, what's it like to drive around and see so many pride flags and... It makes me feel... By strangers, you know. 
it makes me feel loved in, in the most simple way I can put it. It just makes me feel like my love is okay. Mm-hmm. Like my love is accepted. My The way I love people and the way I express myself is more than okay. It's accepted. Mm-hmm. It's it's proud of people are proud of me proud to claim me as as part of the community and that that feels really good really good I mean that's not just we have our flag out because someone in our family and we're representing that yeah we're flying the flag and wearing the colors for everyone who's in our community to Mm. see it and say you belong here you're welcome here. You're loved here. Yeah. Like I mean, that's why if, if you if people who love people who say that they love the world, right? I don't know. God so loved the world, right? Yeah. If if wearing and supporting and listening to queer voices throughout this whole month, if this was something that you knew, if you engaged in it, would send a message to love to every person in that community this month. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why would why would it be such an issue? Why would it be so resistance if you really knew like what you just said really just melted my heart. Mm, That's what it, how you feel. Dry I can just picture you driving around and seeing these I'm gonna cry. Seeing all <sighs> these little flags and people's windows and shirts and socks, because I see that too. And just to know that that's how you feel when you see that, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I haven't been more expressive or worn enough or hung something in my window long enough, you know? Like that's when we really hear these stories and hear how you feel, it changes. It changes us. Yeah. That's Mm. the whole point. It's the whole point. Yeah. Thank you, Melinda. I can't read my notes. My eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a beautiful crier. Beautiful. So that's how it's been for you here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always wish that there could be more. and um, But I know that this town is growing. And I know I haven't haven't had much experience being part of the community mm. yet. And I know that this community does struggle because a lot of people in this community don't support my kind of love. And I mean, for example, there's there's a wedding chapel just down the road from here that refuses to marry gay couples, even though it is federally legal now. And it hasn't been for long. This is new in the last few years, you guys. I just a few years ago, I maybe it might have even been two years ago last year. Hmm. I don't know. I'm losing track of time, but I I wouldn't be able to marry my girlfriend if I wanted to. And this, this wasn't that long ago in the state of Idaho, you know, and there's still chapels that will refuse to marry my girlfriend and I if we yeah. wanted to go get married. Yes. And that, or for example, there's, there's, for another example, there's um, adoption agencies that are getting, are banning same-sex yes. couples. Right. And that is right. a huge fear because, I mean, to share a little more about myself, I don't ever want to experience the actual act of childbirth. I don't know if I can. And so adoption is is my way of having children if I want to have children. Mm. So to have that fear instilled in me that if I choose an agency and I find a child that I want to love forever and I can't simply because I'm mm. choosing to love that child with someone who has the same genitalia as I do, mm-hmm. that just is just makes absolutely no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. So, zero sense. Zero sense. So 
that being said, I know that there is a lot of that in this community and I am fearful of it, but I've been graced and greeted with more kindness than I could have ever expected. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. And a big shout out right now to Let's Elope CDA. I met the two gals who run that organization. They are uh, wedding officiants and they do elopements and weddings and they are huge um, LGBTQ supporters and fans. And they're like, if someone won't, we will. Like they are all about that. I did not know that. I was so excited to find them. They were a part of our pop-up about two years ago when we first started talking about the hive and they showed up just to get visible in our community. And they're like, that whole community does not have people in this area who will marry them. They will flat out reject your mm-hmm. application. <laughs> so she's like, we just show up and we're here and we're going to keep doing that. that. And Let's elope CDA. Let's elope CDA. Yeah. Yay. Shout yeah. out to them. I that know, right? That is good news. They are here. I love to hear that. That's such a good thing. Yes. So do you want to tell us about coming out? Like what that was like for you? Was yeah. it a moment? Was it a season? What is it a long process? What, it was, what was that like for you? It was a long process, mostly because I, amongst my close friends, um, I was openly bisexual. I was always very attracted to women as well as men. Uh, women are just beautiful. They're fantastic why i mean seriously i know everyone's different but why wouldn't you want to explore that oh my gosh (laughs) women are they're goddesses there's just there's and they're so complex every woman is different so they're Mm. the curiosity never ends when it comes to women in my eyes So complex don't ever say you got it figured out like because you you never never do do. and every single woman is extremely different physically spiritually intimately emotionally it's a completely different experience with each person, it's not it's not even just women. I mean, right. every person is a totally different experience. We had this we had this conversation walking down through Cardelaine last weekend. I mean, hundreds of vintage classic cars, gorgeous vehicles. We're talking like everyone had a different engine, different year, different make, model, upholstery, all of these things. And we both talked about how we are certain that this owner of this car was out every Sunday doing something, tinkering, painting, waxing, changing things. Because that's what these are. They're hobby cars. A lot of them are, right? And Michael goes, imagine if more men saw women, their lovers, in that same respect. Like once a week, you're just getting under the hood and saying, what's in here? How's this? Yeah. How can I shine this up? How can I make this purr? <laughs> you know Ooh, what I mean? Like, what, I if love we, that what if we looked at ourselves and our relationships and our sexuality with that same fervor, that same passion, that same commitment and investment? I mean, hello, I know how much he spent on that car. No like, don't kidding. tell me you cannot do a few things here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I love I that know. analogy. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone's just so complex. It's what we value. Yeah. It's where we place our value. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling you, we all know cars are complex. Mm-hmm. I hate cars. There's always something going wrong and I don't understand it, blah, blah, blah. So there's so much to learn, but mm, yeah. women are complex and it's a beautiful thing. It's an adventure if you yes. look at it that way. It sure if is. If you can see it that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, back to, back to that. I mean, I was always kind of open with my friends, but 
Um, the hardest part for me to live fully openly with my sexuality was my family. And I love my family dearly. I was just raised in a very religious household. Mm. And um, being queer, gay was not okay. I heard the word faggot in a derogatory way mm. often. And so... Um, Before you knew about your own self before and during mm. you know I, and i and i knew most of my young adult life i just chose to never share that with my family and i at, at that time in my life i never had a need to share that with them a because sharing that with them would have caused pain mm. um for them and for me and potentially a disownment at the time with one of my parents at the time, but, um, that parent is no longer part of my life. And, um, the parent that is still part of my life has grown a wonderful open mindset to my way of life hmm. and has been very honoring of it and accepting of it. And it has changed. Hmm. So I didn't come out until after that person was out of my life. I was way too fearful to express that. And I didn't really have a reason to. I didn't have anybody in my life that put me in a queer relationship that I wanted to be openly together with. Mm. So when I fell in love with Emily on accident, <laughs> the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, we, we found out we were in love with each other. She, we were traveling and she admitted it to me. Long story short, that is a story for another time, mm. but she admitted it to me and you know, I felt the same way, but I didn't, I never wanted to ruin the friendship or ruin what she had hoped for herself and what she wanted. In my mind, she was straight as well. And so I never said anything until she's like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. And I don't know what to do about it. And mm. I said, oh my God, I'm in love with you too. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Wow. Um, so it was a lot easier to come to my family and say, hey, you already know this girl. She's awesome, right? You think she's awesome? Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to, like, I'm in love with her. I'm going to be in love with her. <laughs> Hope that's okay. And I think for them to already know and love and trust her and tr know that sh that I trust her with my heart made it a lot easier for them. Um but yeah, so so as soon as I I had her, she gave she really gave me the strength to come out entirely to everybody. And I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not I wasn't disowned by my family. I wasn't ostracized or kicked out or you know, I I still there's still a couple people in my family that openly express that they believe that a man and a woman should be the ones that share sexuality together. But that's their opinion. Mm -hmm. you know and they can keep it right <laughs> right they can keep it right so yeah it's so i agree with everybody it's so unfortunate sometimes that we miss out on really amazing incredible soul friendships because of our own our own laws yeah. against ourselves yeah you know yeah i mean <laughs> I keep, you know, I grew up religious too, and so I keep thinking about this Bible verse and how the second half of it is never mentioned. It's only the first half. You know, there's a lot of that, right? Right. But it's the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
Patience, walk. kindness. Yes. The list goes on. Right. And you know what the second half of it says? Against these things, there is no law. And it's always struck me like, there is no law. So the laws that we've made are the ones that we've made. There's no law. There's no law against loving people. Not, you know, we make these laws against ourselves and they really, they really cause, they really rob us. They rob us of connection with the people we love, people we care about, the people we desire to have relationship with, but we, we've made these laws against love mm-hmm. and there are laws. So, mm. yeah, my mom heart breaks to hear that, you know, like, yeah. <sighs> mm. So you have, what, what's been different for you? What's been different for you or what has, what has being honest and clear with yourself and with Emily and your family and in your community, how has that changed you since coming out? It has brought on a lot of different things. It's brought on the sense of freedom to be whoever I want to be. Like now I can just let my freak flag fly because the worst is out. You know, quote unquote, the worst. It's the best for me. But, you know, the fear that came along with coming out is it's gone. I'm out. Here I am. You know, the world knows. Yeah, it's gone. Like the world, the world knows that I have sex with women. What? Weird. Right. Super Gravity weird. Gravity did not end. Like, it's, the world yeah, is still in motion. Yeah, everything's fine. I'm still the same human. My name is still wow. Tiana. Wow. And, you know, mm. so that's felt really good. Um, unlearning and redeveloping the woman I want to be now that everyone knows has been a whirlwind. It's been exciting. It's like, now I can take any path I could ever want because I have nothing to hide anymore. Mm. And I have nothing to, I have no baggage to carry anymore. Mm. So I can literally go down any path that I desire if I want it bad enough. And that is freeing and overwhelming in the most beautiful way. You know? Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in awe over here. Like your, your freedom is absolutely captivating and it, and it, it is like this aura around you wherever you are. And I think anyone who knows you has experienced that. And I always feel like the LGBTQ community is probably the most advanced humans on this planet because they have overcome one of the greatest fears that I think the Bible and religion and society and culture has deemed wrong and bad and hell bound right Mm -hmm. and instead of being affected by that and choosing to live in a way that's more socially acceptable you've decided to choose yourself and who you were designed and and created to be and live it unapologetically and and that in of itself is a development that very few people have or have even worked through for themselves so I honestly feel like that just more advanced species. Ooh, <laughs> just more advanced. You know, that's that's hard to hear because it's, you're right. You're completely right. Most people don't get to experience the freedom that I am currently experiencing. Right. And when that's you a grow, shame. When you grow up to believe like this is how things should be, this is how you should dress, this is how, this is what beautiful is, this is man and woman, blah, blah, blah. And you live this scripted, domesticated life until you're 80, 90, 100. 
you never step out of the bounds. You never explore yourself and, ch and chase these aspects of your humanity that were designed only for you. Mm -hmm. How is that really living? How is that living to the fullest? And Truly. I mean, if you're not exploring everything you want to explore, you are missing out on your life calling, possibly. Mm. You know, there's there's so much out there that could trigger your interest and your passions and your desires and if you're too fearful because of some rules that were made by some white guy a million years ago <laughs> that you don't even know why he made it in the first place but you're still going to follow that rule because that's what society tells you to do yeah you're ruining your own life and all the possibilities that could bring you so much joy right and and joy doesn't come easy i'm not saying this has been easy right and but it's been easier than I expected, and it's been a very cool experience. I mean, as a parent, I look at my kids and I think, oh, I never want to get in your way of finding your true self. I never want to get in your way. I never want to be the stumbling block to you accepting and loving yourself whole freaking heartedly, wholeheartedly, not just a little sliver because this is what I was told is right. Mm -hmm. but wholeheartedly to be in tune and in touch with their soul and their humanity in ways that I'll never understand. I only want that for them. Only. I can't imagine being the person in someone's life that causes someone to be ashamed or fearful of chasing this thing that's fluttering around inside them. That's huge. That's, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say right now. If I, <laughs> Uh, if I had parents, all if all three of my parents, <laughs> I've had a few, if they all thought that way, I just, I wonder how our relationships would have been different. Yeah. And I know they did the best they could. I know my parents mm -hmm. loved me in the best that way that they were taught how. And I don't, I don't blame them anymore for my fears. I, I'm old enough to recognize my fears now and work mm -hmm. through them on my own. Yeah. But there's, there were just so many missed opportunities of growth and development that we all could have shared if they had that mindset. And I love you for thinking that way. And I, and I know your children are going to love you for thinking that way. That's beautiful. Hmm. I think we're all learning. And this is why dialogue and communication is so transformative because when you listen and to people's experiences – and instead of preparing your response, you just listen and let it sink in and let it move you and let it change you a little bit. Like, that's where it is. That's where humanity lies. That's where empathy and love, that's where it sits mm -hmm. right there in those moments. Because I could quote things all day long that are scripted, <laughs> scripted verses. I could quote them all day long, but to just be in the moment and in the present of someone else's humanity is that's that's the spirit that's yeah. the life that's the river of life right there right here you Truly. know <laughs> yeah i mean we were all blessed with our own perception of life and if we're we can learn so much from our own perception sharing it can only enhance that for everybody else you know yeah but if we're not allowed to talk about it then we missed we miss out yeah so we're talking about it yes yes yay so when did you 
and just a little disclaimer here, <laughs> these questions were all help, helped and crafted by Tiana because I did not understand what was appropriate to ask you. And I'm thankful that you helped guide some questions that you would want to share because yeah. I think we get real flustery with, you know, hetero people, cis people who are just trying to grow and change and be um, responsive um, and respectful, but feeling like a big Dumbo, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm going to say something that's insensitive or inappropriate. I'm going to always do that, but to keep asking for help yeah. in those. And that's, I mean, I can only imagine how difficult that is because before I came out, I was so curious. I had millions of questions for anyone queer that I met. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to know how they came out and and why they came out and what experiences they had that led them to that. So I was curious because I wanted it to come out, you know? So yeah. I never, I am never fearful of people's questions if they are truly curious. Yeah. And that is an energy I think that most people can identify if, if the question is genuine curiosity, mm -hmm. open, open hearted curiosity, or a skeptical interrogation. Right. Like, Am I having to defend myself or are you wanting to learn? Exactly. There, the energy's there. You know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. So when did, um, tell us about, can we talk about sex? Of course. <laughs> okay. I love your little statement. It's like hearts, not parts. Yeah. This idea of being with a soul, not a gender. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people can't get past. And so that's why I say developmentally advanced because you're moving past. That's what a binary is. A binary keeps you in one place. It's here or there. It's good or bad. It's right or wrong. It's left brain, right brain. Mm -hmm. But when you start moving and flowing in all of your human aspects, you're operating from different. You're like Northwest and Southeast. You're not just, you know, one location. <laughs> I'm everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But that's the wholeheartedness, like the whole Brene Brown talks about this, like living wholeheartedly, like your whole self. We may be stronger in some aspects of our life and weaker in some areas, but we still have that area. We're not completely inept in, in that one area. Yeah. So tell us what that's been like in, in the sex arena, like yeah. men and women. and Yeah, I do. I get, I get asked quite often, what is... What is the difference between being intimate with a man versus a woman? And obviously, physically, it's very different. There's missing or added body parts, depending on who you're with. <laughs> but that just goes back to me saying how complex each individual is and, and needs are. You know, you can I can be with one man versus the next, and my sex with each different person is going to be completely different, even though they have the exact same body parts. Yes. So sex with a man versus a woman is entirely different. I mean, I felt like with Emily, like I said, I had been intimate with women before, but not quite to a full extent. So my experiences with her, and I think she feels the same way. It was like losing my virginity all over, the, mm. all over again. It was so beautiful. We had so much to figure out and we still <laughs> have so much to figure out. We've been yeah. taking things slow and really taking our time figuring out what our needs are and what we like and what we don't like. And it's just been, it's completely different. It's so different compared to being intimate with a 
male a male's body and, and their minds their minds are completely different as well the way they think and the way they perceive sex is very very different uh, yeah i've noticed with women and and some of the other women i've been with as well they are much more emotionally developed or emotionally in tune with what are what we're doing physically as well there's like mm, there's a mm-hmm. deeper connection there mm-hmm. um, most of the time i have had some beautiful deep emotional connections with men as well but it's just different it's completely different because um, it's the soul right 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 and just like i've had many different relationships sexual relationships and every man is different mm-hmm. uh, everyone has their own in levels of intimacy, level of communication. There's a safety level and a comfort level that changes the whole game. So there's so many factors that go into intimacy. That, yeah. So I guess, yeah. I mean, in a sense, I haven't really answered the question besides the fact that it's just different. And it doesn't matter that, you know, it's men versus women. It's human versus human because they're so different. No matter what body parts are attached to them or whatever it's just a completely different experience and you have to start from you know stage one with each new person yeah because you have to start with communicating your needs and expressing what you're okay with and what you're not and what you like and what you don't like with each different person but that's the fun part i love that basically you're saying it's a normal sexual relationship (laughs) yeah the gender (laughs) is not the big it's not it's not the definer. It's not the fireworks of, of the whole event. Right. Oh my it's gosh. really not. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Apparently, there can be fireworks with or without a penis. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, folks. Hate to break it to you. Wow. Because I feel the same way. I mean, Michael and I have been together 15 years, mm-hmm. and we are still, there's still so much more to learn and discover that we're just like, whoa. I can't imagine starting over with someone because then you're back to square one. And and I feel like we're so like advanced, but we're on like level six in the and never ending level game, right? (laughs) Never ending level game. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the possibilities are endless. And, you know, of course, keeping your wants, needs, boundaries in mind, what you feel like you can try and cannot, like, there is so much you can possibly do and experience when it comes to sex. It's beautiful. It just like there's, there's just so much to be done, and I yeah. love it. So yeah. much to explore. There's so much. Ugh. You're really normalizing this so much. I think for people. Good. That's how it should be. Normalizing. I, we should. I like. I, yeah. It's almost like you're just. Uh, hi, I'm human, and I'm in love with a human, and. Um, <laughs> exactly. And <that's>, Next. <laughs> right. Thank you, next. (laughs) So we're still talking about sex. (laughs) Yay. So about sexuality, is this your first real relationship with a woman? With a woman, yes. Yes, it is. This is is a new ballgame for me. This is, like I said, it's like a new virginity experience. Mm. We, when it comes to our sexuality, we've decided to take things very, very slowly and just really take our time with each new venture we we take you know and really perfecting each new experience as we move along yeah yeah so real people yeah (laughs) exactly and I love it because it's it's almost like I think sometimes 
the whole pride comes out as like, maybe you want to, maybe you want to talk about your intimacy and you want to talk about these things. And maybe people that are hetero and even homophobic are like, I don't want to know about that. I don't want to know about what's touching what and all of this, you know, when really it's like, it's never been about that. Right. You're saying you don't want to know about it and you don't want to hear about it and you don't want to celebrate it. What you're really saying is like, I don't want to know what's under the sheets. Well, no one said you need to know. Like, even having this conversation with you, I realize how many questions are actually really silly because you're just a real person. And why, because you're gay, why does that mean that what happens in your bedroom with your lover is something that people have the right to know? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Michael and I, we love to talk about sex with maybe people who ask, like, because they're struggling or because they're having some intimacy issues or even just they want to be more empowered and so they ask us questions. But just like you said, you know immediately if someone's interrogating and judging and like really wanting to get you somewhere or if they're just genuinely curious because there's something about you that they like and they want to know more about who you are as a person. There's a clear, definitive energy shift in those two areas of questioning. 100%. So even just asking you these is like... You're a real person. Like, can we just stop stop the stigma of just anyone who is not hetero? They're, it's just people. It's mm-hmm. people being people. Yeah, I never, never understood why someone else's love story bothered another enough to prevent them from living a normal life. Yeah. Adopting children, having children, getting married. Like, why, why knowing in the back of your mind what they do under the sheets bothers you so much that you have to stop their way of life. That they should be denied love. Denied love, denied acceptance, denied the ability to love each other, denied the ability to love and care for a child. Like, it's all love. It's this denial of love. And it comes from a place that is supposed to be rooted in love, which is always to me the most defining factor of somebody's faith. Is your faith rooted in love or is it rooted in fear? Because if you can't accept all people and you can't love all people without having to know every detail of their intimate life, that is not love. And that's so far from real love. One thing my mom always said, which I will always appreciate, is how can you judge someone for sinning differently than you do? Because we all do it. Right. Whether it's whether you think it's sin or not. Right. I was going to say, but it's not. It's but not a that sin. even classified as. Yeah. But, you know, in their eyes it is. Mm-hmm. But in their eyes, they should also be very aware that they sin in a different way. I will say um, the moment that Michael and I knew that it was time to leave our church is when something was happening in legislature about same-sex marriage and our church had the members sign a piece of paper that agreed that we did not believe that it was acceptable for a a same-sex marriage like we had to sign a piece of paper that says yes we are members of this church and we believe that this goes against the laws of god and we just looked at each other like are you kidding me we are actually 
joining in this. They're asking us to join them on this crusade to vilify and restrict love to other humans. And we were like, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. But just knowing that that is what happens. And that's what is at the heart of a lot of very interesting religious organizations that it is a crusade. It's like this Christian soldier thing sometimes of like, okay, let's all band together and let's join hands in our discrimination. Let's join hands in our hate. Let's join hands in our refusal to accept people. Like, it, when it could it's just be out of sight, out of mind. It's none of their business. Right. It's not even anyone's business. I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I'm... I'm a little heated. That breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. But that's the reality. Right. And unfortunately, no one's talking about that. No one's talking about, hey, do you know that at some point we're going to ask you to sign this paper? No, they don't. That's the thing. It's not a public conversation either. It's very private. It's very hush-hush. It's not publicized. And it's meant to be this this mili military forming army-ish kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. we're all going to come together about this. What a sad, sad day where this house that's supposed to be a place of hope and inclusion and love and healing mm -hmm. is actually this army tent and of battle I war. just, I truly and deeply, wholeheartedly believe that actions like that, that calls people together to come to one, one, one agreement, accord. one accord is giving God a black eye. I don't, you know, I, I don't think, I don't even know. I'm stumbling over my words. I'm just, I'm upset that that happened. But, and it's what happens. Yeah. Like it's been happening for years and years and years. And that's why corporate religion is so divided from personal spirituality yeah because the corporation needs you to agree that this is bad right they need you to agree they yeah they want to be validated a, in, i mean in it's their a business hate. it's yeah. a business you have to like sign sign your life away like we're gonna believe this we are gonna hold these truths we're gonna hold this as our as our right when really, I don't know how it affects you as a person at all. It's right. just your belief. Your belief is nothing. It's your actions and the way you live. You don't choose that for yourself. That's great. You have that right. But that doesn't mean you get to choose it and vilify other people. I agree. That breaks my heart to know that there's so many people who've done that and who are being asked to do that on a regular basis. And it's just feeding division. It's feeding discrimination. It's feeding these laws and legislatures that's making it very difficult for loving people to continue to love people. Yeah. Like, imagine that, just knowing that, yes, I, I've been a part of that. Like, I think more so than shaming these organizations, I'm ashamed of myself for unknowingly being a part of it for so long. And I think a lot of us who are deconstructing that toxic version of love, we're mad at ourselves for ever looking at you differently, ever, ever having one little glimpse of discrimination and feeling justified in it. Like, it's shameful sometimes as an adult woman to look back and say I can't believe that my beliefs hurt you but I mean, how beautiful it is as an adult woman to be making that growth and change yeah 
That's, thank you. That's the liberation, though, that comes from getting aligned to your true self where yeah. you're not you're no longer relying on scripted things to uh guide you you're right. just you're right in your in the spirit yep in the spirit <laughs> in I the like spirit that. man I like in that. the moment okay so a little fast four <laughs> yeah fast five fast four i don't know Fa- favorite toy Ooh, uh this one's a tough one because <laughs> Like I said, Emily and I are taking things real slow, and we haven't quite introduced toys into our life yet. Toys could be very general. Yeah. I mean, a feather is a toy. Right. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I mean, I don't know. Without getting too personal, I guess to set the mood, I don't know if you'd consider this a toy, but it's... It changes the whole experience when there's music on. Mm. That's super important to me. Um, It doesn't happen all the time by any means, you know, especially in a long-term relationship and life gets in the way, periods get in the way, everything, (laughs) especially when there's two, everything gets in the way, (laughs) but it's quality over quantity and... And yeah, I don't know. I guess I can't really answer the toy question quite yet. Okay. We'll get back to that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite um, outfit or undergarment or lingerie or nothing? What's what's your mode? What's your favorite, most comfortable? Mm, I feel sexiest in just a pair of panties. That's my favorite. Just keeping it simple. Something cute and lacy makes my butt look good. <laughs> Something that comes off quick. You know, yeah. just keeping it simple because I I appreciate my own body. I, I do love the look of my body naked. I'm That's confident beautiful. in that. That's beautiful. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. So, I yes. mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like superwoman in a good set of lingerie. But it just doesn't happen too often. I don't take the time to put on lingerie just so it can come off in five seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe I will later down the road. Possibilities are endless. Yes. <laughs> endless. <laughs> okay. Any? Well, you just said this. Anything specific that gets you in the mood? Like, like for instance, if you're not feeling it, because we're complex creatures, you know, sometimes our head says, yeah, I want this. But our body and our heart is saying no, or maybe it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like our body's saying yes, but our head just can't get in it. Like, yeah. do you have any practices or when you really want to move past things? Or do you not move past things? Do you just allow it to be what it is? Most of the time I allow it to be what it is. My, I struggle with a lot of, I have some mental illnesses that I deal with. I deal with depression and a few other things as well. And that gets in the way of my sex life a lot. Mm-hmm. But I have to honor that my body needs rest in those times. Yeah. And sex to me is such a, especially with a partner that I'm with now, it, it's such a spiritual enlightening experience. It takes a lot of beautiful, empowering energy to follow through with sex in the positions that I'm in, in now. Um, so... If I'm not honoring my energy that I have and the, the little that I have in certain moments mm. and when my body says rest, and if I don't honor that, I end up draining my partner and draining myself by acting on that. Mm. If, I do, if I'm not in the mood and I still do it anyways, I feel drained afterwards. And that is not honoring to the spiritual, sexual, enlightening, empowering mm sex that I crave and want to have so I don't even feel fulfilled afterwards and it has nothing to do with my partner 
has nothing it just has everything to do with my mindset and my energy levels yes that i think that absolutely breaks that idea of performative sex right like performative is like i'm gonna look this way i'm gonna have this energy and we're gonna go at it like this Mm -hmm. that's performative and on the other end is the spiritual and it's in the moment and it's intuitive and intuitive is saying what feels good right now what do i need how is my body responding to Mm. this and being able to honor and respond accordingly yeah in the moment like that's that's where the good stuff always lies that's when you're just where the the best comes out (laughs) absolutely but i mean there's always times too when my partner's obviously in the mood and maybe i'm not but i want to be so what do i need to do and my favorite is just to take things real slow. Mm. Let me just reiterate how important <laughs> foreplay is. <laughs> that is it's very so important. important. Like, I almost feel like, can we not call it foreplay? It is. It's not foreplay. It is the play. It, yes. It's not the pregame. Like, stop looking at it like that. Yes. Right? Like, if we could just see it as we have begun. Like, it's, it's intimacy. It's the whole thing. It's the whole shebang. I feel like the act of penetrative sex is deemed as the act, right? Right. But when you're in a lesbian relationship, that's not all it is. It's right. everything. Everything. Right. I mean, intimacy, intimacy to, to me is... A long gaze in the eyes and maybe mm. a little tear wells up and holy shit this person loves me mm. a lot so let's take yeah. all our clothes off you know it can be just you know something that gets me in the mood that isn't really sexual at all is back scratches oh yeah yeah just some light uh-huh. little back scratches and if you just go a little lower <laughs> or a little higher instantly in the mood instantly you yes. know it, it intimacy is everything it's not just penetration it's not just genitalia play it's it's everything yeah i have this funny thing where i've started to notice that other you know when we give someone a hug it's the inside of our arms Mm -hmm. right that are holding that person and you know if you're rubbing their back while you're hugging them it's your palms so i feel like the more i get in tune with my body and understanding what it needs my body's starting to talk to me in different ways right now that's like (laughs) this is gonna sound silly but you know the same concept of okay my feet feel really good this feels really good on my toes my feet are happy right now Mm -hmm. okay my hands have that same feeling but to the point where the back of my hand is saying well wait I want to feel his chest too I never get to it's like yeah I'm always forward facing with him that Sometimes I like flip my hands over and the back of my hand is on his chest and it's not a familiar feeling so it's kind of cool I love and we that. laugh at it I was like he's like what are you doing <laughs> I'm like I don't know the back of my hands are saying I want to turn too yeah they don't get to and same with like when I hug him all the whole inside of my arm has been squeezing him and so my forearm here is like well I want someone out too rub me over there I mean that just goes to show that every part of the body wants to experience sensuality every part so every part that just goes full circle back to the beginning of our conversation (laughs) that genitalia is not necessary to produce a sexual experience absolutely not necessary but I find it so beautiful 
I mean, just sharing your experiences, like the back of your hands can experience sexuality. Yes. Every, like sex is everything. I don't even know how to say it. It is, it is so deeply rooted in every part of who we are that anything can be sexual in a beautiful, graceful way. Yeah. I love that. There's so much skin. There's so much skin to explore. Yeah. We get caught up in this tiny little, well, not tiny, but you know. <laughs> This small area in the bigger context of the human body. And there's so much more to mm-hmm. explore. That's beautiful and yeah. adventurous and adventurous. Intriguing. Yes. <laughs> okay, the last one is optional. You can say no because that's your right. Is there any sex adventure that you'll just remember forever? That if there was a book written of sexual adventures that were interesting, funny, um, meaningful, tearful, that you would want this to be in that book. Okay, well, I guess I have two. The first one I'll share with you is super special to me. The first time I ever got to be with Emily to the fullest experience that I wanted to. Um, We were at the end of our trip in Spain. And we were in a yurt. It was just something straight out of a movie. I felt like for the first time in my life, things were going my way. And I I had the love of my life in my arms. I had my twin flame, my soulmate, in my arms. And she felt the same way about me. It was just one of those times which I, I hope listeners have experienced this before. But where, you know, you, you don't know whose limbs are whose. Yeah. And you're just lost. And I was, you know, you're in a foreign country. No idea where I am. I'm in the middle of the hills up above Barcelona. Looking at the city from above. And... And it wasn't even the sex part of it. It was, you know, afterwards just staring in each other's eyes and crying. Like, is this real life? Are we really here? Are we really allowed to love each other? <laughs> you know, it, it was just yeah. bizarre. It was the most out-of-body, in-body, wild experience. And I I don't even know what else to say. It was just, I've never actually told anyone else mm. about that. But now everyone knows it. So. <laughs> It was. It was just, it was like meeting myself and meeting another soul at the same time. On Thank to you the for next. sharing yeah. that. Yeah, but my, my, I have a funny story to tell you. There was a, I have a little crook in my nose. I don't know if you can see it, but. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> uh, in my early 20s, I moved away and I was living in town all by myself. I didn't know anybody. A couple weeks had gone by and uh, I go out with some friends and. Long story short, I meet this guy, and I'm fooling around with him. We go back to his place, and um, I'm sitting on top of him. We're making out. Things are great. Everything's, we're all a little, we're a little buzzed. You know, the passion's just flying. Hands are everywhere. And uh, I lean forward to kiss him, and there's a wall behind him, and I was drunk. (laughs) So I put a little bit too much weight in my shoulders and leaned all the way forward right into the wall. Oh, God. Straight broke my nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blood everywhere. And I just met this guy. And I'm oh bleeding God. all over his bed. My nose is just gushing blood. There's blood sprayed on the walls. Oh it was. God. It looked like a straight-up murder scene. I felt absolutely terrible. This sweet man gets me ice, cleans me up, blah, blah, blah. I walk home the next day. I had two black eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my and God. The best part is I worked with this man. Oh. So he he had to deal with explaining 
why Tiana had two black eyes. I had to come up with a story. I don't even remember what I told people, but oh my gosh, how wildly embarrassing. Especially being in oh town, I didn't God. know anybody. And they're like, oh my gosh, why Why do you have two black eyes? Did you just run away from an abuser? Blah, blah, blah. Right, no. right. Nope. <laughs> just having a little too much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah. Great. Good times. Good times. So, the yeah, scars. I'll never forget that. Got a, got a good old crick in my nose from that one. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> Every Thank time I put know. on my makeup, I got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's 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 life. That's humanity. Yeah. That's not like you're looking at it in shame. Exactly. It's like, that was my life. That was yeah. something I went through. And that was great. Yeah. Was and, great. you know, things are great. Life's good. I've got some funny stories. So I'm not ashamed of it. One <laughs> bit. Not one bit. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for opening your life and your heart and your mouth and all these things mm-hmm. that you've shared with all of us. Yeah. In this episode, this has been very meaningful for me. And I hope... I just hope that one person hears this and says, wow, people, humans are beautiful. Yeah. And maybe reframe the way that we look at each other and judge and discriminate each other and hold each other back from living our fullest selves. I, I certainly hope that, um, you know, my, my perception on life and sex and just my stories can teach people how, how other, other people love. And that no love is the same. All love is acceptable. Something beautiful too about you is that when I think of of an when we think of an empowered woman, sometimes we think of someone who's loud and outspoken, and you know that kind of like empower, like power in the sense of just like this masculine form of of just like ah, Hercules. (laughs) I don't know, but you have such an empowerment that comes from knowing yourself and being aligned with yourself and it comes in such a peaceful form and there's just so many variations of an empowered woman and you are one of them that is just beautiful to me it's absolutely stunning your empowerment of self is just thank you magnificent i love it i love it thank you thank you for sharing today yeah thank you for listening everyone this is uh meant the world to me to even have a voice and have a platform to share my voice in hopes that it teaches others. But I, I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful. I feel like with this series, if there is any single men out there, you should be listening to this, first of all. I mean, you should be listening to this. You should be trying to understand women, trying to understand the feminine psyche and sexuality and the complexity and helping to break down anything that you don't understand if you don't have any woman to talk to if you're not in a relationship you should be listening right now you should be listening especially (laughs) knowing that every human no matter what their genitalia carries the divine feminine and divine masculine archetypes in their personalities so if we aren't in tune with both divinities where are we going to find the balance where are we going to discover who we are because i have characteristics about me that are very masculine i have characteristics about me that are very very feminine i love the divine feminine i'm all about it but my thought processes can be very masculine sometimes yes you know so if if i'm not in touch with both of those i'm going to be out of whack right that's a great point men please be listening to this and women any 
non-binary, everybody, please be listening and learning. And yes, there's just so much to be learning from other people's experiences. Michael relates it to scientifically to testosterone and estrogen. Yep. We all have it. Yep. You have more of this, you have that. You have more of this side, you go that way. But we all have a little bit of both. It's your, it's all a balance, which mm-hmm. is why there's so many spectrums of humanistic ways of being. Yep. Love it. Okay. Thanks for joining us on Court of Femme. We'll see you again next time in our Shameless Sex series. Just shameless. Just shameless. We're shameless. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.